Welcome to the Faith Talk podcast. We're excited you are listening today. Prepare to be challenged and inspired through today's episode. We pray that every fear is dispelled and your faith is increased as you hear the word of God. Now, let's listen in with our host, Caleb Schaefer. Well, tonight I want us, uh, if you have your Bible, you can turn to Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4, and we're going to look at verse, starting at verse 16, and go down through 21. You know, in these times in which we're living, we have to have faith and we have to have hope. And it's so important that we do things like this. We get together and we, we remember what God's done. We remember how faithful He's been. We, we have to ruminate on what God has done and what God is going to do. Because I believe God's not finished yet by any means. I, I don't believe God's finished with the United States of America. I don't believe that God's finished with the church. I don't believe that God's finished by any means. And so many times we see in the Bible and, and throughout history even that when the times get hard, when the times get dark, that's when God does His greatest work. If you never have a problem, there's never a need for a miracle. If you never have a sickness, there's never a need for a healing. And what happens is that God gets the glory when, when things go south, when it starts to look ugly in the earth. God gets the glory because He's able to work and He's able to reverse what the enemy has done. Amen. So, starting at verse 16 in Romans chapter 4, the Bible says this, Therefore, the promise comes through faith, so that it might be by grace that the promise would be certain to all the descendants, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. Before God, whom he believed, and who raises the dead, and calls those things that do not exist as though they did. Against all hope, he believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations, so according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body to be dead when he was about a hundred years old, nor yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what God had promised, He was able to perform. There's something about having hope against all hope. There's something about having faith when it looks dark. There's something about having that peace and having that trust in God when everything looks ugly, when everything looks bad. There's something about having that faith in God that will push you forward and will not let you give up. When you have faith in God, you can believe God even when times are tough. And that's what we need right now. We need that faith in God because things don't look real good out in the world. Things don't look real good out in the world. I see a lot of churches, and I know this church is not one of them, but things don't look, look real good in a lot of churches either. This church preaches the truth, and I thank God for that. I really do. But there are churches out there who are just, 
They, they don't want the fire. They don't want God to move. They don't want the truth. They just want to go and fulfill their obligation and be done for the week. There are churches out there like that. And I thank God for churches that are alive like this one. Amen. There are too many dead churches. You see, God promised Abraham in Genesis chapter 12 that he would make him a great nation. He would make him a father of many. And it wasn't until Genesis 17 that we see God begin to make good on that promise. Isaac became the son of promise. Isaac became the one that was the fulfillment of what God had said. Then Abraham, he was 75 years old when God made him that promise. That he was going to be the father of many. He was 75 years old. And Abraham didn't see the fulfillment of that promise until he was 100. That was a 25 year wait. And Sarah was 90 when the fulfillment of the promise came. So you can imagine how hard it must have been to even have any sort of faith. And we know that they kind of gave God a hard time when He said something about it. We know that they kind of laughed and they kind of brushed it off and said, Well, God, you know, there's this and there's that reason. And and oftentimes as Christians, we'll try to tell God what He can and can't do based on our circumstances. We like to try to tell God, you know, God, I'm too old for this. Or, God, I'm, I'm not from the right side of the tracks. God, I'm, I'm the wrong socioeconomic status. God, I came from the wrong family. God, I don't have the right education. I, we've, I've given God all kinds of excuses. And a lot of the time, that's what we do as Christians. We try to give God all these excuses while what He promised won't work out. God, you promised this, but look at what's going on in the government. God, you promised this, but look at what's going on in the modern church. God, you promised this, but look at what's going on in my family. And we try to give God all these excuses why it can't work out. We were born on the wrong side of the tracks, to the wrong family, we're the wrong color, we have the wrong bondages, we don't have enough money, and we try to talk God out of what He said He would do. And that's what Abraham and Sarah did. But the Bible said through it all, Abraham hoped against all hope. There was something down on the inside of him that faith rose up down on the inside of him and he believed God that he would do what he said he would do. And that's what we've got to begin to do. We've got to begin to believe God will do what He said He would do. Regardless of what it looks like, regardless of the circumstance, regardless of how bad it seems, regardless of anything that's going on around us, we've got to begin that God will do what He said He would do. And being fully convinced that God would do what He promised He would do, the Bible says. Abraham was fully convinced that God was able to perform what he said he would perform. And that's what I came here to tell you tonight. God is still able. God is still able. There is nothing about God that has ever changed. There's nothing about God. There's no shadow of turning. There's no wavering with God. There is absolutely nothing that that has changed on God's side of things. God has not faltered. He has not failed. He has not wavered. And we become the ones who lose faith. We become the ones who stop believing for the promise because we see it taking too long. We become the ones who stop believing for the promise because the circumstances don't lie 
line up with how we think they should line up. And a lot of the time, can I give you a little bit of insight into how God works? God doesn't work how you think He should work. God doesn't work it out how you thought He was going to work it out. God always does something that you didn't even think of. God does the thing that you thought least was going to happen and works the situation out that way. Why? Because God loves when we have faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Now, if it always worked out how you thought it was going to work out, and God always did it how you thought He was going to do it, what would be the reason for you to even need faith? we got to have faith, and so God works it out. And sometimes God will wait till the last second. God will wait till you're pushed up against the Red Sea and you can see the Pharaoh's army coming towards you and there's absolutely nowhere to go and then God will say, alright now stretch out your rod over the Red Sea and the sea parts and you can walk on through. God will wait till the last second. You know, God is still able regardless of what's going on in your life right now. God is still able regardless of your current experience. God is still able regardless of what's happening in the government. God is still able regardless of what's happening in your child's life. God is still able regardless of how your spouse is acting. God is still able regardless of the circumstances. And God will perform what He said He would perform. We've got to begin to believe that God is able to do what He said He would do. Stop giving excuses. Stop stop believing what everything else is telling you to believe. Because there's a whole lot of things telling you what to believe right now. There's a whole lot of voices telling you what to believe. And, And if you turn on the television, or you open the newspaper, or you scroll down your Facebook, or Instagram, or your Twitter, you scroll down the news feeds, there are a whole lot of things and a whole lot of people telling you what to believe right now. And what we've got to begin to believe is this, above all else. Above all else, you've got to get your word out. Because if something's happening that contradicts what God said... You can't start believing what something is, what's happening, what that something is, if it contradicts the Word of God. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. It doesn't matter what diagnosis you got. It doesn't matter what the court date said. It doesn't matter what the collection agencies are telling you. It doesn't matter the situation on your job. It doesn't matter about that son or daughter that won't quit living for the devil. What God promised, He is able to perform. Not only is He able to do it, but if He promised it, He must do it. If God promised it, it has to happen. If God declared it, it has no choice but to happen. Nobody else gets a say in the matter. God didn't ask the devil anything about whether he could save humanity. God didn't ask the devil. He didn't go consult the devil on whether he could create the earth or create you. God didn't consult the devil about anything. So stop letting the devil tell you what God can and can't do. God operates above the devil. And one of these days, that old devil is going to go into the lake of fire and we're all going to get to watch so stop believing what the world's telling you to believe and start believing that God is able 
God is able to fix your situation. Can I tell you, God cannot lie. He's still able to heal. He's still able to deliver. He's still able to set the captives free. He is still able. And I I love the Bible. I love the Word of God. I love it so much. But so often... We focus on what God has done in the past. And it's so good to remember what God has done in the past. It's so good to remember the miracles of times past. It's so good to remember the revivals and the healings and the great things of times past. But there is a reason that your rearview mirror is a lot smaller than your your windshield. Because you're supposed to be looking forward into what God is doing right now and what God is going to do in the future and begin to have faith for that. Too often we're looking looking at the past talking about the good old days. Too often we're looking at the past talking about what God has done like it's all said and done and He's not working right now and He's not going to do anything else. Too often we look at the past and we think about that but we forget to look toward the future and have faith for what God is doing right now and what God is going to do. The American church has gotten into the habit of looking into the past at what God has done. And forgotten to look forward at what God said He would do. I love reading and I love thinking about the stories in the Bible about Abraham and about Isaac and how God delivered Isaac from death and He sent the ram in the thicket. I love those old Bible stories. I love to read about Moses and the Hebrews and and their miraculous deliverance from Egypt through the plagues and then Pharaoh finally told them just get out of here and then they came up against the Red Sea and God parted the Red Sea. I love to read the stories about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego being delivered from the fiery furnace and I love the New Testament stories about Jesus calling the four-day dead body of Lazarus out of the grave when it was too late. And I love reading the stories about Peter walking past the sick and his shadow touching and healing people. I love thinking about the miracles that God has done in the past. But I came to remind somebody that God's not done yet. He is still able and He's still working today. He's not just the God of Moses or Abraham. He's not just the God of David or Samson. He's not just the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He's not just the God of the twelve disciples. He is the God of your life today. He is the God of your life today. He's my God today. He's not just the God of 2,000 years ago. He's still working today. i got to tell you today, He's your God right now. And the same God who did all that is working in your life right now. He is in complete and total control right now over your life. And whatever the situation is, He is still able. i got to tell you tonight, About the God, not the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And not the God of Moses or Abraham. Not the God of Daniel or David, but the God of Caleb Schaefer. He's still alive and he's still working. And I know because I have the experience. When I was a senior in high school, my dad was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. It had spread from his liver to his pancreas to his stomach and his intestines. They took him into the hospital because they couldn't quite figure out was wrong. They, they did scans and tests. They did biopsies and they sent it away. We have all the proof. We have all the scans. We have all the biopsies.
biopsy results. It was cancer and it was filling up his body. The doctors where we live closed him back up and said, we're not even going to touch it here. Send him down to Johns Hopkins. We took him to Hopkins. And when they got to Hopkins, they opened him up and they said it was here at one point, but it is not now. And there were no treatments. There was nothing. God did the miracle. Let me tell you how my mom had a stroke and the doctor said it was the worst case scenario. She was going to have to go on seizure medicine and she was going to have to go through all these treatments and all this therapy. They said it was the worst case scenario. She's not going to be able to drive anymore. She's going to have to have somebody take her everywhere. Let me tell you about the God who healed my mom. She left the hospital the next day. Now she's taking care of elderly patients who have gone through what she went through and has no residual side effects. Let me tell you about the God who when I was depressed and when I was anxious and when I was suicidal pulled me out of that miry pit and healed my mind and set me free from bondage. Let me tell you about the God who still works today. He's still able. He's still able. He's not just the God of Noah or Daniel or Paul. He's not the God of just 2,000 years ago. He's your God right now. And He's my God right now. And He's here tonight. He's the God of right now. The Bible says now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. We've got faith that He can work right now. He is still able and He's here tonight. And no matter what it looks like in the natural, I can't stress this enough. No matter what it looks like in the natural. Because the situations always look terrible in the natural. And what the devil does to try to get you to doubt is he'll try to magnify the darkness in the situation. He'll try to magnify the diagnosis. He'll try to magnify the divorce papers. He'll try to magnify what your kid is living in. He'll try to magnify it. He'll try to magnify how the bank's coming for your house. He'll try to magnify all of it and make it look as big and as bad as possible. And when the devil does that, it, it, you, you have to go all the harder with faith. You have to believe all the harder that God is still able to do it. You have to believe all the harder. I had a mentor, Pastor Peoples. He was a man of God. He went on to be with the Lord. But he said, every time the devil tries to show me how dark my situation is, every time the devil tries to show me how bad it is, I say, thank you, devil, for the reminder that God is about to show off in His glory. I am believing God that He's going to turn every dark situation around. We've got to begin to believe God is still able. We're so quick to write off situations. We're so quick to write off people. We're so quick to write off things that look dark. We're so quick to claim the diagnosis and say, well, I have it. Well, I've got it. We're so quick to just agree with what the devil says over our situation when God is saying, no, no, no. I am still able. I'm still able. And when we get into the Word of God and when we begin to declare the Word of God and we begin to come into agreement with what heaven says over your situation. Come into agreement with what God has already spoken over your situation and begin to declare it out of your own mouth against what the devil is telling you. Listen, I've lived this. I've lived this. I've had such fear and anxiety in my life and it comes up and it tries to overwhelm me about certain things. And when that comes on me, I've learned I've got to have Scripture down in my heart. Amen. I've got to have
have Scripture down in my heart. And when that anxiety tries to come over me, I say no out loud. This is what God said about the situation. This is what God says. The Bible tells me that I am healed. The Bible tells me that I am blessed. The Bible tells me that me and my household shall be saved. The Bible tells me that I am blessed down to ten generations. My Bible tells me. And when you begin to conquer what the devil is telling you with the Word of God, the devil has no choice but to leave. Because he knows that your God gets the final say in every situation. God's still able. God's still able. We've got to begin to have hope against hope, church. We've got to begin to have hope when things are dark. And instead of agreeing, instead of agreeing, with what CNN and Fox, instead of agreeing with what all the news pundits and the mainstream media are telling you to to agree with and believe, instead of agreeing with it and letting that come out of your mouth, I can't tell you how important the words that come out of your mouth are. Instead of letting things come out of your mouth that are in agreement with the devil, You've got to begin to let things come out of your mouth that are in agreement with the Word of God. The Bible tells me blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And I believe we're turning back to God. The Bible tells me that healing is the children's bread. And I'm a child of God. So I believe my bread is healing no matter what the doctor tried to tell me I have. The Bible tells me that me and my children shall be saved. No matter what they're doing right now tonight. No matter how they're living out on the streets with a needle in their arm. No matter who they're running with. The Bible tells me that my kids are going to be saved. The Bible tells me that I'm blessed. No matter how much money's in my bank account right now. I come into agreement with the Word of God that I am blessed. And God supplies all my needs according to His riches and glory. We've got to begin to declare what the Word of God says because God is still able, but God can't do it if you're all the time speaking in agreement with the devil. We pray and we want God to do things and then out of our mouth comes agreement with the devil. Talking about how dark it is. Talking about how ugly it is. Talking about, I have to do this, I have to do that. I have to go get this and I have to go get that and it's just real bad. It's just real bad. We've got to start coming into agreement with what God has already spoken over our lives, over our churches, over our families. I believe the church is headed into a season of revival. I believe the church of Jesus Christ is about to rise up like never before. And yes, there's a falling away taking place. And the Bible told us that that was going to happen. But I believe that as the cold are getting colder, the hot are going to get hotter. And we're going to burn like never before. And we're going to see more miracles than ever before. We're going to see more healings than ever before. I believe it. God is still able. He's not sleeping. He's not taking a rest. He's still with us. And He's still performing what He said He would perform. God is able to do everything He said He would do. And that's my encouragement for you tonight. I believe that God, He just wants to do so much 
in the lives of the people in this room. He wants to heal your family. He wants to heal relationships that look like they're too far gone. He wants to bring your kids. He wants to bring your spouse. He wants to bring your whole family into the kingdom of God. The situations that look like they're too far gone, I've seen God turn around so many times. And we've got to begin to agree and declare what God has said over our lives and not let the enemy tell us what to believe. Amen. Can I pray for you tonight? Can I pray for you tonight? You know, if you say that's me, I've been, I've been coming into agreement with the devil. Or I need a miracle and I need to know that God is still able. I just want you to raise your hand put it back down. Yes. Yes. I'm going I'm to agree with you tonight. And we're going to change our speech. We're going to change our thought patterns. We're going to get into this word and see what the author and the finisher of our faith has to say about the situations we're dealing with. Let's bow our heads. Father God, I thank you tonight. God, that you get the final say. God, you get the final say. The devil doesn't get the final say. The devil doesn't get to tell us what you're not going to do and what you are going to do. The devil doesn't get to tell us how you're going to work. God, you work outside of the kingdoms of this world. And you work outside of time. You work outside of it all. And God, you are able to do anything. God, you've already promised us our families would be saved. God, you've already promised us we're blessed. God, you've already promised us we're healed. God, you've already promised us were delivered. God, you've already promised it. So Lord, we come into agreement with you tonight. God, we come into agreement with what you've already spoken over our lives. And God, we believe together that you are still able. You are still able to do everything you said you would do. God, we rebuke the negativity. We rebuke the things that the devil has been speaking over our lives and the things that we've been letting in. God, I pray that we would shut out voices. Shut out voices. Hang up phone calls calls and turn off news feeds and turn off the social media God if it's pulling us and causing us to think and say things that are what you are not saying over our lives God I pray that people would have a renewed mindset God that we would renew our minds daily in your word and Lord that we would see that you have already spoken things over our life and promised us what you were going to do God I thank you tonight I thank you tonight for breaking chains. I thank you tonight for healing. I thank you tonight for deliverance in every situation. I thank you, God, for peace where there was no peace. For faith rising up. For that peace that passes all understanding rising up in your children tonight. And God, for them seeing that you have already declared things over their life. And God, you are able to do what you've promised. Lord, we thank you tonight. We give you praise and we give you glory because God, we believe. We believe you're going to do it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Whether you've never had a relationship with God or whether you've had a relationship with God and it's just kind of stagnant or dry or maybe you've walked away entirely, I'm telling you today, God's calling to you and he wants you to have a relationship with him. So I'm going to pray this prayer. It's a simple sinner's prayer. All you've got to do is pray it along with me. Believe it in your heart. And we're going to ask God to do something great in your life. Just come to him and say, Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I confess that I'm a sinner. 
but I believe Jesus is your son, that he died on the cross for my sins, and that he rose again. I believe that his blood has the power to cleanse me. So wash me clean. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer today, I sure would love to hear from you. I'd love to talk with you. I'd love to share with you a little bit more about Jesus. I'd love to uh, just encourage you and let you know some further steps that you can take in your journey with the Lord. This is a journey. It's not a one-time thing. It's not a one-time prayer. It is a walk that we need to walk. And in order to do that, you've got to do some things. You should begin to pray every single day. Talk to Jesus. Talk to God just like you're talking to your friend. Tell him what's on your heart. Ask him for certain things. Ask him for things that you need. Ask him for forgiveness every single day. Walk with the Lord. You should begin to read a Bible. If you say, well, I can't understand the Bible, there are plenty of translations out there that are very understandable and they will help you. Uh, help you to to know the Word of God. You can get audio Bibles if you're not a good reader. I'm telling you, the, the Word of God is out there, and you can get your hands on a copy that is right for you. Get into the Word of God. Begin to pray. Find a good church to attend. You need fellowship with your brothers and sisters in Christ. You need fellowship with other believers. Find a Bible-based church. That's why it's also important to read your Bible so that you know what the Bible says. And if somebody is preaching or saying something against the Word of God, then you don't stay there. You get away from it. But I'm telling you, you need a, you need a good faith, faith-based support system. Find some people to surround you who will support you in your faith, who will support you in your walk. It is so important. So God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. I will talk to you real soon here again on the Faith Talk podcast. I love you. Have a great day in the Lord. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Faith Talk podcast. If you would like to connect with the host, you can do so on Facebook at Caleb Schaefer Ministry on Instagram at Caleb underscore Schaefer or by visiting www.calebschaefer.com Be sure to check out Caleb's worship albums on iTunes, Amazon Music and wherever digital music is sold or streamed. If you've been encouraged today, please share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. May God bless you and remember to tune in next week for another episode of the Faith Talk Podcast.